Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, it's Coco and we are coming to you with another very exciting Big Chat episode. Um, I feel very privileged to talk to this person, but he is, um, he's, he's a writer and uh, it's, it's fantastic. As everyone knows, we've um, met, met lots of interesting people, but I, I don't think I've ever spoken to, well, I do know a writer who's doing a screenplay, but I have never re- spoken to a writer who's actually created a series that's going to be on Amazon Prime. Is that right? Hi, Absolutely, yeah. Hi. 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 Yeah, um, for people that are listening, I guess we've had a bit of a <laughs> uh, a fun conversation whilst we've sort of been on waiting to record whilst uh, we've had a bit of car issues today. Should we, should we share? Should we share our car issues? Should we share? Should we, we cross-share? Yeah. We literally, I've just gone, picked up my daughter, dropped off my friend's child, um because they didn't have a car and he's not very well and so I dropped him off and then I managed to reverse into a car and then I got back in time to podcast with Lawrence and Lawrence was running a little bit late because someone had reversed into his car (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're allowed to say who that is but well yeah it wasn't you it was a popular um, delivery service it was a very popular delivery service (laughs) And it's really funny because we're talking about this this series that you're doing or this. Mm-hmm. Mm. So listen, for those who are listening, that's just it's probably funnier to us than anyone else. But I, <laughs> I, I, I like to share. Um, it's really nice of you to come on and chat to us. Thank you. I'm very excited to hear about this. I mean, I'm just reading all about it. And it's it's called Keep Calm and Carry On, Keep which for starters, I mean, you couldn't get much more. <laughs> app today for us to have our first conversation keep calm and carry on because that's exactly what we're doing you've just been on hold for the best part of an hour with us (laughs) listening and I've just been run ragged through the town um but that's what the big chat's about it's about talking to real people and it's about real experiences and it's a really um I like to talk to people that inspire me and why they're inspired and how they got into doing things. So would you mind, for the benefit of our audience, Lawrence, telling people a bit more about you? Because you look you look, you look pretty young. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you take that one. Take that one from an oldie. Um, you look pretty young. But, I mean, how, you know, you've... You've been a writer for a long time, yeah. So mm-hmm. how, how, yeah. how did this how did this all percolate? And then we'll get to the get to the real real important bit for now. It's all yeah, important. I, I think the the two people that really inspired me as a child really were mainly uh, obviously Roald Dahl's books, and you wow. know I sort of did my did my bit as a children's author. Uh, so Roald Dahl was sort of I guess the first creative 
uh, inspiration there was. But then, secondly, it was Robin Williams, who was just a massive uh, really? influence. Yeah, in terms of his, um, not just his acting, but like his improv and creativity and mm. like, you know, play that sense of play, uh, you know, for when he was like the genie and Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire, and just sort of going off doing his own thing a little bit uh, yeah. to really sort of create his own versions of these characters. Nanu, nanu. And, yeah, nanu, nanu, more for Mindy, absolutely. And um, yeah, and you know, just that idea of creativity and creating. Uh, I think more than anything, it was more characters I really enjoyed to yeah. create. Even just, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know, do you, I used to really love playing The Sims, right? did you the, the computer game yeah as a kid like, i remember the, Sim, the sims the sims was a great uh pc game and yeah i used to really just like create like the whole process of just like creating characters and wow. putting them in these uh situations and, and things like that like i remember i was really enjoying that i just like you know creating these uh characters as a i don't know how old i would have been 11 12 years old or something that's so interesting. um but yeah I, I, you know and that's sort of uh where that sort of play idea of creating came from and um Alan did a bit of acting for, for a while yeah you know, I was always doing panto and musicals uh I worked at Disneyland for a couple of years acting over there listen I want to uh, know about this Disney world because <laughs> Giles our producer earlier said mm-hmm. to me oh do you, did you know he was it he was at yeah I thought he said yellow Disney was, <laughs> yellow Disney he, I was like yellow Disney this is yeah. a new Disney world I've not heard of but Euro <laughs> Disney get in trouble for saying yeah that, and, well no I'm, well if we are Giles will cut it out so that's fine but um Euro Disney you were yeah. what character were you playing at Euro Disney because I think this is fabulous uh, yeah I played a, a, a few lookalike characters did you um, had um I was Bert from Mary Poppins brilliant um I was Prince Eric the Little Mermaid. I was um, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Amazing. Uh, Flynn Rider, and I did a bit of Jack Sparrow. Uh, you did Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Didn't didn't see that one coming when they said I got approved for Jack Sparrow. But they kind of go by the shape of your face, oh. and um, they can kind of, you know, once they sort of put the fake tan on you, the beard, and you know, the wig and everything, you kind of go, oh yeah, they, you know, I kind of see it now but uh yeah it's um yeah it was it was really you know great to do that for a couple of years and you know i was i was the baby when i when i went to disney i was uh i auditioned when i was 17 you had to be 18 wow. to work there so yeah i think it was about 10 days after my 18th birthday uh i went to, to paris to to go play disney <laughs> that's amazing so yeah. you really enjoyed getting into character. Did you, I mean, did you have a favourite? Did you have a particular favourite character that you liked I really, play? I really liked doing Bert from Mary Poppins. Did because you? That, I mean, that was kind of the one I did most of, um, but you kind of got to do a bit of the the old school singing a bit more rather than, you know, Prince. when I was doing Prince Eric from Little Mermaid, for example, uh, you know, no one really cared about me. <laughs> 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 it was it was all just about her you know i was razz- kind of an accessory the, you know you'd, you'd be yeah. doing meet and greets and kids would come up to me and ariel and go oh hi ariel and you can't <laughs> go oh, okay i might as well just not be here then really i'm just the kind of Obviously, accessory like, to her um you like to be so, yeah, star. No, I, yeah I, I think you know doing um bert and doing old chim chimney stuff and bit singing and Brilliant. bit of acting was yeah that was fun it was uh yeah fun being the cheeky Bert so you did it so you did the cheeky Bert and then 
what I mean, so then where from that? I mean, 18, wow, that's really young. Yeah, you, you kind 18 of did, knew the direction that, you wanted to be going in, obviously. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years and sort of um, left and, uh, you know, did a bit more panto and musicals and things like that. But, I, you know, I think for any sort of actor that's sort of uh, getting a bit older, you kind of start to worry where the next job's coming from, sort of, you know, um, you know, you know, worrying about your finances really, and you know, as you get older, you have more needs and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started to do a bit of teaching as well alongside acting. Uh, but then I, I guess sort of going back to what I was passionate about as a kid and wanting to write and meeting different writers, um, and communicating with different Riles. Giles was one of them, mm-hmm. uh, Steve, Stephen Butler, and just you know, think getting advice um, about children's literature and, and yeah. writing. Uh, children's books and thought I'd give it a go to be honest and um, yeah and that's kind of what I've been doing over the last few years. That's, that's actually how I met Giles I I helped to pr- promote one of his books so it's yeah uh, brilliant yeah so it's right, lovely I've, I've one of my most enjoyable experiences was going to a little little little, little publicity launch of A Little Bell in the Moon and um, ah, yeah. yeah a beautiful book that Giles wrote and just yeah He's a, yeah, so I just I just think anyone that can create that creativity is wonderful. I, I mean, I just create crazy things, but I can't get it onto paper. I have to get other people to do that for yeah. me. I get it out of here. I just can't get it down there. So how, so I mean, so you've done. You've, how many books did you write? How many children's books did you write? Uh, I have four different children's books. Um, can and they I did my sort my first sort of self help book as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, okay. Came out last year. And the self-help book, how, what sort of, what, in, what, I mean, self-help book, how did that all come about? I think, um, yeah, I think it was sort of reflecting on your own experiences and thinking how you can potentially help someone, you know, even if it just helps one person, then it's worth doing, you know, it wasn't necessarily thinking, you know, I want, you know, to really promote the, this book loads. It, it, it was more just kind of, uh, again, it's cheaper than therapy writing. So you kind of just spill oh. your your stuff onto to paper and um yeah and I think you know just going back to when I was a younger guy um you know the whole idea of bins drinking on a Saturday and mm. it affecting your mood and, mm. and, and and things like that and the experiences that you you kind of went through and sort of lost yourself a bit going wow. through that that cycle of uh bins drinking on Saturday and then going uh just sort of you know drink and repeat sort of thing um yeah, you know, and just I think there can be a lot of pressure on young guys. I think to to not open up about how they're feeling and uh, you know put on a mask, put on the toxic masculinity thing. Like I'm fine, it's all okay. And you know, I mean, I'm 32, and I've met a few people that I went to school with, a few people that worked with in Disney uh, University. Um, you know, and so I've only 32. I've known five guys similar to my age have um, killed themselves, and it's just oh, been like that. It's come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just thought, 32. That's pretty. Yes. Pretty crazy. Five people yes. that I've known, some more well than others, but mm-hmm. like fairly well, all of them mm-hmm. have um, took their own lives, and I think that's like, and all five of them, you wouldn't have known anything was wrong. Like mm-hmm. there was no signs of it, and I think a lot of it's just not being able to talk about it. To talk about it, you know, and I mm-hmm. and I think with the book that I wrote, the boy who lost his smile, um, 
or little shameless plug there. It's called. It's All called right. the Boy That Lost Do His Smile. Do that, and that's a beautiful name for a boy that lost his smile. Um, I mean, it's not a beautiful thing to lose your smile, but you know, the boy that lost yeah. his smile. Um, um, yeah. So, so that was um, kind of the idea of writing that, and uh, hoping it, you know, it helps at the very least help people to know that it's not, it's perfectly okay to talk about you're struggling you know um rather than hit the binge drink in like like I was doing you're you're a very strange guest for me today Lawrence because I actually <laughs> oh, okay. I actually gave up drinking 27 days ago fully mm-hmm. 27 um, days ago 27 okay. days ago I've been to 27 meetings for 27 days because I oh, wow. like many others when I get stressed binge drink and it was not suiting me at all because, like you say, you get depressed afterwards. You got very sad. Yeah, you do. And I think you know people think like unless you're drinking every day, like you're not an alcoholic and you don't have a problem. If you think you've and got I, a problem, you're an alcoholic. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just like well, I just drink on a Friday and Saturday night. It's mm. fine. I, I just drink just... three bottles of prosecco. There's no problem with that. Yeah, right. exactly. It's yeah. All, it's all. But then, uh, and, but what I realised with the cycle that I was having was mm-hmm. like. I would drink heavily on a Friday, Saturday night. Sunday, I wouldn't be too bad. I'd just be like hungover. When it got to the Monday and Tuesday, I just felt really, really depressed. Like really, really just like low. And uh, yeah, and it was just a cycle. And then it's, uh, you know, you, you sort of perk yourself up for another Friday and Saturday night and just kind of, let's do it again. <laughs> and then what could go wrong? Well, and it just turns into this vicious um Well, it's a bit circle, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. you do, you literally, as a friend of mine said to me the other day, he said, you don't, you don't drink every day. You've never drunk every day or gone to the pub or done anything like that. But you'd, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, people that are under pressure or that, like you say, like Robin Williams, for example, you know, everything looks great on the outside, but it's what's on the inside. And if you're stressed or whatever or under pressure, especially with men, some of the rooms that I've been into in meetings have been full of young men. And it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really sad, you know, and they're people that have thrown themselves in front of cars and tried to end it all very young and. I've just sort of said, well, I'm glad you've got in here now because I'm 47 and I'm glad that, you, you know, because mental health, it's, it's, it's not talked about enough, is it? And especially with men, it's, it's so important. And yeah, you're right, binge drinking. Because I, I would honestly, again, a bit like the rear end reversing. I was <laughs> the same as you. I would be Friday, Saturday when the, when the kids went to their dads and then Sunday, Monday, not too well Monday Tuesday miserable at work just couldn't you know yeah. just nervous anxiety horrible waking up with the fear so um so that I mean so I'm going to read that book definitely what I mean so you I mean so the, and you've got a podcast as well obviously you you've produced mm-hmm. a podcast was that around the same time because that's um yeah yeah I think, I, stories. Uh, I think we were doing kind of doing the podcast as I was writing that that book wow um and it was more you know with Giles's help help produce the the show and you know thinking of hopefully doing a new series um as we sort of come out of the summer now um but yeah it was the shapes of stories and it's just been amazing uh, i think you know the lockdown helped getting a hold of some of the guests that we managed yeah. to get a hold on um you know gary lineker eddie eddie Izzard, amazing. uh judge rinder sunita um some yeah some of them were really great to talk to and it was it was really yeah and like Nicky Campbell again like he was just amazing to talk to because you know he was talked openly about having bipolar and that was just a really interesting I didn't know that, I didn't know that. yeah conversation I didn't I don't think I knew that until I was researching um mm. about him uh and Rob Brinder talking and never uh, never openly I don't think to my knowledge beforehand had spoke about having depression but 
I was able to talk to him, he was talking about having depression himself when he was, uh, I think he'd come back off a trip or something and mm. he came back feeling very depressed. So yeah, it was, it was amazing sort of having these, um, in some cases, these sort of quite deep conversations with some of these people that I'd only never met before, <laughs> but and on like Zoom, watching them on TV. On CTV, um, yeah. yeah, so it was um, interesting with uh, how some some of them opened up more than others. But yeah, it was really interesting to to have those conversations. Uh, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, talking. You know, and uh, you got to meet great people like you know yourself and Giles through podcasting. Oh, so yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? It's amazing. It's amazing the way you can connect with people and yeah, the synchronicities. And I think, and just the fact that you can share so much knowledge and information and just you know digest it in so many ways. Now, I mean, I think. I mean, yeah. look, I I blame Giles for my podcast. It's his fault. He's, <laughs> you know, well, he, the, the, the podcasting like with the going to the series, keep calm carry on like the podcasting just really helped with casting it yeah because, uh, when I was talking to Kay the producer she was like well you know we got these characters who do you think of people that could uh, cast in it and like you I think there's three or four of them uh, that we have uh, I had on my podcast wow. and I just kind of I kind of you know it was it was really handy to cut out the middle man of the agent like sending yes. scripts to agents to kind of see if they want to pass on to their client where well, I could kind of just like go do you like the script directly to the person and yeah. they'd be like yeah I'll do it so yeah that was that was handy doing the podcast to get some of these guys casted for the show that is I mean that is just so I mean and that's also great because you've got someone in your mind haven't you you've had a, an yeah. intimate conversation with someone got to know them and then you're thinking about your character and you're like wow yeah that person would really fit with that that's that's a pretty cool yeah. thing to do as well how long did it take you I mean look you know this is this is going to be on Amazon it's the 28th <laughs> sorry if you hear a bark I've got a needy little dog everyone listening <laughs> sorry. This is hero. Yes, he's... <laughs> mine mine will just sit at the door and whine so he has to sit on my lap I'm afraid but literally, it's going to be coming out on the 20, 28th of September. Yeah, not too long now. That's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> it is. That is really exciting. I mean, how, how, how's this process been? How long did it take you? Um, you know, what, yeah. what can you so tell we us film, about it? We were filming uh, this, this exact day last year, we were filming. You um, were so not. We yeah, so it was all in September um, <laughs> last year we were filming. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, and, um, the whole process was great. Just, uh, like I said, got, um, Kelly Shirley on board, who has been in the office and EastEnders yep. and in the long run, yep. um, who plays, uh, my wife in, in, in the series. Okay. And, um, we got Jessin Piazzi, uh, Holly Matthews, uh, um, through Kelly, we got Harriet Thorpe, uh, who was in Ab Fab, who was, you know, was, uh, amazing, a mm. great, uh, her timing comedically is very, you know, it was quite, it was really good to, to see, um, really interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole process was just, uh, not really sure what would happen after you sort of write that first episode. I wasn't sure if I was writing a play or a screenplay. Mm. Uh, I thought, you know, originally I had these characters in mind, but like, I didn't know if it was just going to be kind of like an interactive play kind of thing that we did on YouTube or something where families were just kind of, um, communicating in lockdown through zoom or something like that i yeah. wasn't sure if that's how that's kind of how the uh the sort of first parts of the ideas um came about and uh 
But yeah, then we just had this idea of, well, maybe we could say there's like a physical documentary yeah. crew uh, filming COVID, you know, life, you know, um, yeah. about families in lockdown and coping with the year 2020. Because, you know, yeah. it wasn't just um, COVID that we were all dealing with, was it? It was uh, Brexit. It was, uh, we had the Black Lives Matter movement. We mm. had uh, the Donald Trump election. We, there was so much stuff happened in 2020 not all great stuff but it was just all kind of being confided in that house you know whilst the news was just splurring us with so much crap (laughs) like you know and uh yeah you know and it's uh not about covid really none none of the characters get get covid or anything like that in the series it's more just about being in lockdown with your family and driving each other a bit nuts that's kind of what the the show's about and it's based around three different but connected families isn't it and the, how they deal yeah. with the ups and downs of that. So yeah, that's that's interesting. So what? So I mean, and and of course, you're obviously acting in this as well. So mm-hmm. we get to see yeah. get to see you not just you've not just written this, but you've helped produce it and you're acting in it. I mean, that must be yeah. You must be really well. The that I, I'd be very excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. And it was nice to kind of have the back end to do it because obviously yeah. I haven't acted in quite a while. Like, I've been doing lots of... Uh, you didn't do um, your Jack Sparrow in this series? No, no. I couldn't okay. do the Cockney Burt or anything like that. I mean, like it would have been chim- very on, t- on chimney brand. Sweep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it was nice to to felt backed by Katie, the producer, and yeah. Martin, the director, and Amazing. Castor, and Kelly playing my wife, yeah. um, you know, because we had, like, quite... We knew each other quite well beforehand, and we'd, like, been talking a lot before filming, and um, it was nice just kind of feel like you had that banter between yourself as a husband yeah. and wife quite yeah. early so uh that was that was good and uh yeah you know it was uh my first television thing that I've done but yeah I really enjoyed it and how many episodes are there because I like to binge yeah <laughs> and uh I, I will be binging this it you know how many have I got how many have I got tell me I've it's got... not too bad so you've got you've no, got no, no, three I like lots I like lots <laughs> okay well, there's three epi- there's three episodes and then plus the Christmas special uh we're hoping we're hoping um we can do more hopefully you know if we people like the show we can you know recommission and do uh more you know more episodes in a series and stuff but it was just about getting these four episodes down and seeing what their reaction was uh first and what and and how did it change as you got as you went through the process you know as you were exploring sort of obviously you'd you'd, you'd written the content but when you got everyone together was there other things that were coming up as you were going through the process you know how was that I mean, yeah I mean, I mean it's certainly shaped um, once you sort of knew who was playing who it yeah. certainly shaped some of the future episodes because you know who you're sort of writing for at that stage yeah. and and after filming these four episodes I'm just desperate to write more episodes because like really? now I know the characters a lot better you know a lot lot more and physically know who's playing them you just have all these ideas and uh i'd say someone called um, simon field and who's a bit of a panto legend in essex he's he hasn't done too much tv he's done a few little bits you know um i think he's been cory and a a few other things but um he uh he was amazing playing um one of the uh the, the part, same sex partners uh, in the series and um yeah he he plays a character called spencer and uh, i think uh, a star is going to be born that's through beautiful. that <laughs> well that's lovely <laughs> that that's amazing yeah. if you were to to i mean obviously you don't want to reveal everything 
But if you know yeah. what, obviously we know it's during the pandemic and it's the lockdown and it's it's how different families are. You know, they're connected. What else can you tell us about it to get people really excited because they're all going to be watching it? Yeah, I, I think what we try and do is we try and make it so relatable to everyone. So we have three different families yeah. who um, are connected. We don't try, it's like, you know, when we say it's during the 2020 pandemic, it's not too much about COVID. It's, yeah. You know, we we, we, we talk, we, we take the the humorous sides of it, you know, yeah. the fact that you've got an out of shape dad that's trying to do Joe Wicks with his kids on, <laughs> you know, with his kids and TV. Um, the fact that when everyone did the COVID test for the first time, there was something quite comedic about that, shoving this thing down your throat and up your nose to see if you had COVID. Um, I told you know, my daughter with... I did it in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. She's you know, still terrified. Uh... Yeah, you know, pe- people's reactions to the vaccines, mm. people going nuts about toilet paper and there mm. just being no toilet paper to buy. Um, so these are the kind of things that we touch on. We don't talk, we don't touch on the people getting COVID and getting mm. ill. Uh, we just, you know, it was more just about the the bizarre behaviours of everyone during lockdown and uh, trying to do the homeschooling, you know, me and Kelly playing these these, these uh, young parents that are trying to homeschool three children that are all at different stages of their education. What ages um, are the children? What ages were your children in the series? So we have a 15-year-old, we have an 11-year-old and we have a um, six-year-old. Oh, I um, feel that pain. <laughs> yeah. Only on two, so, but yeah. Yeah, the idea is uh, me and Kelly's character are high school sort of sweethearts that I got her pregnant when we were at school. Wow. So we have our, we have our oldest child that's kind of been you know we've kind of been forced together um <laughs> through our oldest child and we have two younger children as well um wow. and then we have in the other family we have uh, kelly's mother played by harriet Thorpe, yeah. who's um mar- who's been remarried to someone called curtis and their oldest uh sorry their youngest daughter danielle has come back to live with them because she was hoping to be a wag she was engaged to a famous footballer <laughs> uh, but this famous footballer has cheated on her and now she's had to go back Oh my her god! That traumatic. <laughs> during, I feel far. <laughs> yeah, during lockdown, so she's um, in lockdown um, and grieving a broken heart in lockdown, oh, which is quite interesting yeah, to see on, on camera. And then we have um, Spencer and Sean. Sean is um, my brother-in-law, so Kelly's character's brother, Harriet's son. Yeah. Um, they are same sex, uh, the gay couple, and yeah. um, yeah, they have an adopted daughter that they. Uh, with in uh, lockdown as well who's going wow. through a bit of a goth stage and you obviously have uh spencer and sean trying to manage that uh <laughs> um phase that she's going through in lockdown that's amazing. Um, so yeah that's kind of the three families there you know that's what we we've got <laughs> that's it i mean it sounds fantastic and deep and i mean i'm excited anyway i mean robin williams is one of my biggest inspirations and you know dead poet society i mean i just, i don't know just the fact that you said that i'm just like oh i'm so interested to hear about like watch this yeah. and that the the mixture of meaning with humor you know is quite a beautiful thing um but 
I mean, so is each episode, how long is each episode? How long if there's three? Please tell uh, yeah, me at least look, an hour, please. <laughs> I think like you've, I think they're above, they're between sort of 35 and 40 minutes. Each oh, that's episode. good. Okay. Because I know yeah. I'm going to like them and I'm going to get really cross when there's not Amazon. If you're watching, make sure you get some more, please. Because we'll be watching them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, literally, you know, because it's, it's so frustrating when you watch something amazing, you love it and you get really immersed into it. And then, and now we can binge so much can't we then you've got to wait you're like you know we've all got a bit impatient but then again Christmas I will look forward to that what would what would you say has been your most sort of challenging or um not not a negative but anything that you hadn't thought about you know because this is the first thing that you've obviously produced and acted in and I mean that's a lot that's that's quite a lot how how was that yeah um I found yeah I, I found like writing uh from a you you know being used to writing children's books and having just kind of on word and manuscript to sort of uh change it to a screenplay format was was difficult for me I was, I was saying to Giles the other day there's this this wonderful program on you have on a computer called final draft that kind of just does it all for you so if you're a writer and you're any, any kind of writer really you can do different styles for you I really recommend getting final draft because wow. it's just a, okay. a lifesaver in terms of um you know structuring everything for you in the yeah. appropriate way um so yeah I mean I mean that was a challenge um yeah, and I, you know, I think that was the main thing. I tried to enjoy it more. You know, I, you know, going back into acting, you, I guess, after not acting for a long time and having a bit of uh, self doubt because you've not done television before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, the acting I've done, I was always kind of playing the young panto boy <laughs> or something like that. So kind of going from that to back yourself to play a a youngish a father of three, um, you know, was was different, but. Yeah, it was a challenge that um, that I that I ended up really enjoying. And, and to be honest, when we were all filming, we all just had a we all just had a blast. It was uh, it, it was like a family feel, like uh, filming, and uh, yeah, it was great. So, I mean, I mean, did these guys, did they all love it? Obviously, as much as you did, are they all keen to do more with you as well? I hope so. I'm sure they are. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope so. From, from, I mean, from what I've from the you know from speaking to the guys since you know we're all hoping that we're able to get together and feel more because we just uh had a blast and you know especially with um the kids that we had involved now and you know just seeing stuff on like instagram and seeing how quickly they're growing up after a year it's just like what you look so much taller and it's stuff so you know, weird. After... it's so yeah. weird my son uh, he, he met a friend and they were like your voice is different because it had broken yeah. and it was just you know before it and then he was suddenly like, Whoa. and it, it, it's just, yeah, it's like years. And you and you were doing this during this pandemic as well, weren't you? So this yeah. is like you were really in it, doing it, being it, and then you're putting it out there. It's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. But you know, we had an amazing, like I said, Katie, who produced the show, who yeah. plays the eldest daughter. Um, in the show as well she um you know we couldn't have done it without her because she she was did all the logistics the stuff that I would have no idea what on earth you're meant to do she was the person that could uh put it all together and um dealt with everything else so yeah I mean she did an amazing job and uh, she was featured in the Forbes um sort of top 50 young entrepreneurs or something recently yeah so she's uh 
doing really well. And um, yeah, I think she's again will be someone that you know is a bit of a star in the making going forward as well. Oh well, that's I mean that's amazing as you get to work with these people and you know you see see that growth there. So it sounds like it's got a lot of depth to it and a lot of meaning, but it sounds like it's going to be quite funny as well. Yeah, I mean, you seem a little bit cheeky. Dare I say it? I think. Do I a little bit cheeky? How are you? I'm a bird. Playful, playful, playful. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's a positive, you know. Yeah, it's a playful. Playful. Yeah. So, I mean, is that is that what you is that why you enjoy acting? Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I do, I do enjoy acting. It's it's just that. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's a positive. You know, going back to drinking it, but it's like mm. a positive escapism. Mm. Like you're not you know drinking's kind of escaping for the using the wrong aspect. So wrong aspects. To, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit biased, your, but yes. Yeah, for your escape, you know. Mm. Um, so having acting and that sense of play and improvisation and mm. writing for me is is like in some ways been a lifesaver mm. um, because it's a positive, healthy mm. uh, escapism that um, has just done nothing but positive things for me. Uh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, that's um, how I feel about it, I guess. That's brilliant. I mean, I'm 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 so excited. I mean, keep calm and ca- I mean, keep calm and carry on is great. You know, I can't I can't wait to see it. Your and the the shapes of stories is your podcast, isn't it? Yep. And that's one mm-hmm. that you've been. Um, I know Giles has been helping you with that, and so you're going to be yeah. doing more of that as well. Because I'm going to yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, out. I'm hoping to uh, see if Giles is listening, up. which I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah, know, um, hopefully we can round up some people to do another series. I did like I did really enjoy it. It was you know great talking to those people. I'm the same. I love talking to people. You just you yeah. get you get something out of every conversation you have every day. It's a, it's a it's a gift. It really is. Yeah. But I and and so has this inspired you to look at doing different things as well? Like different. I mean, obviously, you want to continue with these characters, or are you thinking, oh, I might actually do something totally different as well alongside it? Yeah. Or? Um, maybe. Like, I think when writing for um, TV, what mm. I have discovered is like it's so hard to think of something that's a different that's mm. not been done because mm. um, you you know you're thinking so much different aspects of whether it be trolleyed in the supermarket, whether it be this country, whether it be um, the office yeah. or school stuff, you know, yeah. lots, so much stuff has been done. So yeah. it, it can be difficult to find that unique thing. And like, I mean, the pandemic wasn't lucky, but you know, it was, uh, it was an opportunity to, to do something and address something with some characters there. So it was just taking something new that everyone could relate to and hope that we could, um, do something with that. So well, I think the pandemic proved that, you know, as, as, as hard as it, I mean, I, I mean, I had discovered all sorts of things about myself. I was absolutely terrified at the beginning. I couldn't watch the news in the end because I was like too scared yeah. to let anyone in the front door because I'm asthmatic. And I was like, you know, yeah. all the those poor people. But again, I think what the pandemic did was it, 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 in, it kind of exploded a lot of inspiration into people about what do I want to do and who do I want to be and what to, you know I I started podcasting during the pandemic that's that was great, when I started yeah. because it was you know a way to communicate with people that we weren't able to do in any other way at the time it was just and I just think yeah I I think this is it's just amazing I just can't, I can't imagine to write something and then act in it and be a whole part of that process that that just would I I would love that that would be a, a lot of fun I reckon it'd be a lot of fun yeah um absolutely. so so look plug desperately 
plug away now to everyone that's listening to this. We'll share yep. it everywhere for you. Um, we can't wait to watch it here at the Big Chat. But it's the 28th of September and it's yep. Keep Calm and Carry On. And it's available on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime Video, yeah. So Amazon Prime Video, which is really cool. So, and it's, you know, that's fantastic. So I'll be watching it. And then the Christmas, and you're allowed to tell us when the Christmas one comes out? Is that like? Um, I'm not even too sure when it comes out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Keep if us in suspense. It's, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they're all coming out together or <sighs> the Christmas one's coming out a bit later. I, I don't know. But that was, um, you know, it was a nice finale because i think you know i think at christmas we when we had that first year of covid christmas we although we weren't allowed together for a long time we kind of were able to we had you know with the, our families in the show but we're able to have that reunion together yeah, yeah. um and that's how the series finishes so without giving too much away it's nice to we it was nice that we got a, a day of all being reunited after the first three episodes where you see us all isolated with each other's families uh you can tell you immediate families. You can tell you worked at Disney. You like happy ending, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want a happy ending, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's oh, I mean, it, it honestly, it sounds so interesting. It's really interesting to talk to you. Giles has talked a lot about it and about you, and um, oh, I'm really interested to look at some of your other books and and the other things that you're doing. And also, I think it's a great advocate to, um, you know, to be so open about the mental health aspects of all these things because there is such a stigma with you know m- many things that people are like oh well they're just you know they're just losers they're just doing uh, people need to numb some feelings that they're having yeah. and we need to get better at talking about things yeah i think some guys need to remember uh, you know a person i sort of use as an example if you were to name the most macho guy on the planet you probably would say the rock Dwayne Johnson The Rock mm. um, but like on there you can YouTube it you can type in The Rock depression and he talks openly yes. about dealing with depression yes. so if we you know I think men that kind of think oh you know I've got a I can't you know show that I'm going through a difficult time it's mm. like well why are you worrying about having that macho label when you can see someone like The Rock yeah. just you know talk openly about feeling you know really low at different points in his life before he sort of got his big break um because you know he's probably the most alpha guy on the planet you know when people when people think of the rock so yeah I, i think it's important to to remember that and it's completely okay to to say when you're struggling it's absolutely, I mean, th- you know, I've learned a lot of that. It's like, wow, what, I'm actually allowed to tell people how I feel? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to walk around smiling all the time. And, you know, Giles is great. I can say to Giles, I'm really not feeling it today. But yeah. it's it's okay to do that and, and set boundaries and, and look after your mental health the same as you would look after your physical health or any other, you know, it's, it's, it's really important. And I'm glad we finally seem to be, certainly the younger generation uh, are, um, they're being affected by it in different ways, but they're also being more educated about it. So hopefully there will be some good growth there, you know, one can hope. But I mean, I think it sounds really, really fascinating what you're what you've what you've created. And I cannot wait to watch it. You've mentioned your Essex. Does that mean you're that's where you are? Because you're not far. Oh, I'm not I'm not Essex, no. Simon, ah. um we had a 
Are you, are you, um, you don't have to tell me where you live, but I'm just thinking <laughs> it would be so lovely to get you in the studio at some point. Oh, actually, of course. I'd love to come. I'd, I'd love, love to, to have a chat and, uh, with you maybe next year when you've done like the whole, you know, it would be it would be brilliant. Yeah. I no, mean, I will I... make you do a bit of Dick Van Dyke. I will make you see oh, okay. okay. I'll do the intro <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. So. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> just come dressed up as Dick Van Dyke. It's fine. That's, okay. that's totally cool. No, but I mean, it would be really, really interesting to... to have a chat with you afterwards i would love to have you in the studio because it's been great to zoom chat to you because obviously you're super busy you're, you're doing a lot of podcasts i think you did one with blank yes like this week didn't you you've done yeah the other day yeah, yeah. which i bet yeah. was fabulous and um as they all are and i bet you've got a load more coming up so you've probably got oh uh, yeah i've done a, done a few this week actually and have then, you? Uh, a couple more feel free to name them feel free to name the ones you're on because <laughs> other people want to hear about you so you yeah. know it's all um, good yeah Cool. <laughs> you just just check you out where's the best place for people to find out more about what you do um i have a i I'm, i've never really been a massive instagram person but i'm trying to get a bit more into that okay. so i have an instagram um prestige books. prestige books um yeah so prestige books uh i have a twitter uh which is uh l prestige seven and yeah. a facebook page as well um which is lawrence prestige so uh, you people know, want but, to um, find out more about yeah. you they can do that and uh, yeah, you can um, Google the podcast. So I've yeah. chatted to some people. Like uh, I know I'm rooted. I think Strictly starts soon. And one of the people that we had on the podcast was Ellie Simmons. Wow. Um, and she's doing Strictly. And I was actually talking to her yesterday, very briefly. And she's very nervous about doing Strictly. So yeah, wish I'd take the opportunity to to wish her luck. And I hope she does very very well. On, oh, that's uh, nice of you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Because isn't that the thing that so many people, I think, they see on the outside someone they think is very confident, and they don't. You know, I mean, I personally myself, I'm an introvert, extrovert, so I'm very. People always think I'm very confident, and I, I'll my team know that. You know, so if I, I'm not good on the radio. If I go on the radio, I literally get like the tremors because I can't read people's faces. It's just a right, thing. Yeah. It's just, and I think everyone has their different things. Some people don't like being photographed. That are some of the most you know successful models in the world it's just there's a lot isn't there going on behind closed doors that people don't know about yeah. and um we're going to see behind closed doors with your um with your episodes i'm very excited about that you are indeed yeah. i can't wait and i'm going to be like oh my god that's you it's fantastic so <laughs> um thank you so much for sparing us the time because i know what it's like on the run up to anything it's crazy crazy promo and you like <laughs> probably everyone wants to talk to you about this because it's so like you say relatable relevant current but also um i'm sure there's some really important messages in there so thank you for sharing that with us and thank you very much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure no, it's been a pleasure to be on and uh, speak to you i look forward i look forward to seeing more of your podcast too i yeah check well, some of you, them out. you keep in touch and you come and sit on my sofa you can you even have the sort you i've got another dog you can have a dog in your lap you know we, we oh, make love it. quite nice cups of tea and um you know we're in the country it's a nice day out you can have a nice day out or try and get giles up or something you know i'm always trying yeah to, i'm always trying to get him it. away from the beach but he's just you know it's difficult isn't oh yeah okay. don't blame him too much, i don't but... either i don't either <laughs> <laughs> but it's been so good to so everyone needs to check it out literally 28th of september amazon prime check out keep calm and carry on 
Um, thank you very much, Lawrence, for joining the big chat today and best of luck with it, though it sounds like you really don't need any. It sounds like it's going to be absolutely brilliant. So really, really lovely to talk to you. You too. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for joining us.